Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jack. Let's crack a beer and get the bottle on, folks. Man, just here for the beer. What are we drinking tonight? Well, first and foremost, uh, we've been off for a while, so hope everybody had a blessed and very nice, uh, wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. I know I did um, a beautiful four-day weekend, uh, time to relax, time to spend with family, uh, and hope everybody had a fun weekend as well. So with that, um, yes, what are we drinking tonight? Tonight we went uh, a little north. Um, we're drinking a beer from Junkyard Brewing Company that's up in Moorhead, Minnesota, and it's called Clearly Obscure. It's a New England style double IPA, and I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Judging by um the can, I'm kind of a can guy, <laughs> uh, or how the can looks, kind of a guy. Um, I was a little surprised there wasn't a hint of you know sour or some berry or something in it here. Wow, for it being a double IPA, it's relatively smooth. It's pretty, the initial taste is pretty light. Um, the aftertaste is a little more um, thicker, a little bolder. Um, I do like it though. I do like it. Um, we've talked on here about me kind of enjoying um, IPAs. Excuse me, not much of a double IPA person myself, but they are enjoyable. Um, wow, excuse me, very carbonated here. Um, for those that are curious, Junk Crowd, Junkyard Brewing Company is, like I said, up in Moorhead, Minnesota. It is right off of First Avenue North. Um, honestly, perfectly smack dab between. Um, 14th and 15th streets on first Avenue. And honestly, a matter of probably not even a mile away from the Minnesota, North Dakota border. So, um, those that are up there, uh, definitely got to go check this, uh, place out. Um, you know, these pictures I'm seeing are, uh, really, really cool. Again, you know, with not being super far from the border, um, pretty close to the, um, or pretty close to the uh what am I trying to say the river there um but really cool photos kind of have a really cool uh outdoor area that's still available once it gets snowy out there as long as it's not uh freezing it looks like they have some um fire pits up and then obviously really nice on the inside um areas to uh watch sports have a good time play some games all that kind of fun stuff um you got to go check them out. It's just junkyardbeer.com. And uh, very, very cool kind of website they got going on there. Um, they have lots more products um, that they sell and that they do too. So definitely got to go on to their website and check uh, those out. They have numerous um, upcoming events uh, such as um, on Monday, December 5th, they got History on Tap, Naughty Archaeology, Saloons of the Winnipeg Junction. Uh, their fifth annual freeze-out and coat drive is on December 10th. 
um really really some cool stuff that you guys got to go check out like i mentioned uh they got um you know you can shop some of their stuff um and you can take a look at all of their um um beers and all of that kind of fun stuff so uh before we move on um you know once again i i like it it's a little bit different of a beer than i typically go for um but I do like it. Um, we'll go seven three, seven three. I like it. Um, I would go out of my way to um, get it, but the more I drink it, it is a little heavier, so probably wouldn't have too many of them. <laughs> um, so yes, like I said, go check them out. Junkyardbeer.com. You can just check them out on Facebook and Instagram excuse me as well and then they are open um mondays and tuesdays 4 to 10 p.m wednesdays thursdays noon to 10 fridays and saturdays noon to midnight and then sundays noon to 10 p.m so yes go check them out if you've been there before once again um let me know what you guys think of it um, let me know what I should try out next and um, what you guys also think of Clearly Obscured as well. So that is what we have for the um, just here for the beer tonight. Um, now on to our beloved, excuse me, very carbonated, uh, our beloved um, Minnesota sport, uh, sorry, the uh, Tommy Town. So for those that didn't already know this um the st thomas men's hockey team has already taken a step in the right direction last season they posted a 3 32 and 1 overall record um eight 16 games into the season they already have more wins this year than they did last year um which is pretty pretty stellar um coming off of um their first ever division one sweep um this weekend, this Thanksgiving weekend, they swept the Lake Superior State uh, University. Um, excuse me, Friday night saw uh, the men's team beat them four to nothing, while um, St. Thomas on Saturday night, the men's team scored in the first period to take a one nothing lead before trading goals in the third, and that second period goal ended up doing uh, the damage. So um, you really love to see this um, team making these steps. You know, once again, you know, we've talked about earlier in this, in the podcast for this team, they're making strides in the sense that, you know, no, they're not moral victories, but you're not getting there. You're not seeing this team get blown out a ton yet which is all always you know a good sign last year you know between the men and women's teams um there were numerous times uh they were getting beat you know five nothing four nothing you know seven two and those games just aren't fun for anybody now you're seeing both of these teams kind of making those strides um to uh um get um you know, into, you know, at least being competitive, you know, I mean, four game, you know, if you would have told me this team had the opportunity to win five games before the uh, Christmas break, I'd, um, I'd tell you you were insane. I, I probably would tell you you're insane, but, um, they're doing it and, um, super, 
Super exciting for this team. So up next for this team, they will actually be in Bemidji um, this weekend. Tomorrow night, uh, they will face the Beavers at 7.07 p.m. And then on Saturday the 3rd, they will be, uh, <clears throat> Puck Drop will be at 6.07. Once again, both of those um, being up in Bemidji as they take on the Bemidji State Beavers. Um and it's worth coming into this game. Like I said, this team is 16 uh, games into their season, and they're already seeing um, numerous numerous guys with uh, numerous points. Um, freshman Josh uh, Irnassi, um is already leading the way in this early season with seven goals in 16 games. Um, Luke Manning is right behind him with five, and then Mac Byers has four. As for um, points, Lucas Wallen, excuse me, uh, the freshman from Woodbury, Minnesota, is leading the way with points with 11 of them. And then right behind him, Joshua Nessie, Luke Leyland, uh, and Ryan O'Neill all have nine points apiece. So, I mean, you're already seeing, you know, the top, you know, three, four guys essentially combining for 20 points, which, once again, step in the right, <clears throat> once again, step in the right direction. You love to see it happening. Um, and then even, you know, on the goaltending side of things, you got Aaron Trotter's already posting, you know, he's got, you know, four, 10 and, um, four and 10 record. He's got a shutout to his name. Um, his goals against is down this year already 3.12 and his save percentage is just a share, a shy under 900, 895. So congratulations to all of them. Hope to see them, um, get another, at least win maybe two here against Bemidji state this weekend. As for the women's hockey team, um, they are sitting at three and eleven, uh, just fourteen games into this season. Once again, not super far behind what they were last year. Last year they posted a five twenty seven and one record. So this team is already, you know, again very early in the season. They're playing a lot of tougher teams, but you're already seeing this team in a good position to already match, um their wins from last year before the Christmas break. Is it going to be easy? No, because they got to go up against uh, St. Cloud State, U, uh, U of M Duluth, and Bemidji State before their uh, Christmas break. But, hey, it could happen. Crazier things have happened. Um, the women are actually coming off of having the weekend off as they played their home-and-home -home series with Minnesota State back on the 19th and 20th. Um but they're well-rested, and they're ready to take on uh, St. Cloud uh, State for the second time in this um, in this early season. Uh, tomorrow, during the afternoon, actually, I, I was about to say night, they will be in St. Cloud for this home-and-home -home series with St. Cloud. Uh, puck drop is 3 p.m. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, and then Saturday, they will be in Mendota Heights as that game will puck drop at 2 p.m. against the Huskies. And, um, you know, very, very similar, um, you know, story for this team. 14 games into the season, uh, they, uh, they're already getting, you know, g multiple goals from Maija Almchek, uh, Maddie Clow, and Gabby Billing, who all have at least two goals. Um, and then you look at Maddie Klo leading the way with six points. Anna Solheim with five. Um, Maji 
Mahia Almac. I I'm butchering her name. I know I am. And then they have two players. Um, you know, both Gabby Billing, right behind with uh three points. So, um, you know, once again, this team is you know has played you know a couple of games less than the men's team. Um, but once again, you're seeing. I mean, a lot of these points we're seeing on the men's team and on the women's team were season ending, uh, or you know, points that we saw at the end of last season. So, you know, the fact that these teams are able to put up these points early on in the season, just, uh, it, uh, it speaks volumes. Um, and then once again, Saskia Maurer on the other side of things, posting a 2.75 goals against average with a 909 save percentage to go with that three and six, um, excuse me, that three and six record with one shutout. So once again, they're, they're doing the right things. Um, you know, the next thing is obviously to try to start winning some of these games against these better teams. And then, you know, who knows the sky's the limit. So that is what we have for our, um, hockey teams. Um, and basketball teams, gosh, have been awesome as well. I mean, you know, you talk about taking a step in the next direction, and going up and everything like that. Both of these teams have done that. The men's basketball team is six and three. Um, coming into December, nine games into the season last year, they were four and five. Um, you know, they played a couple similar teams this year than they did last year. But I gotta say, I think the best thing for this team. I watched that. Um, we talked about it earlier on in the season, but I watched that. Uh, season opening game against Creighton and you know you look at the final score and see 60 to 72 and you think yikes like Creighton's just a lot better team a lot of people just by looking at that final score wouldn't realize that up until the last five six minutes of the game St. Thomas was playing with this team like up until those last five six minutes St. Thomas fought back from 10 12 point deficits tied the game up had a couple leads themselves and played them super close now Am I sitting here saying that they're one of the top teams in the country? No, I'm saying let's pump the brakes on that. You know, they definitely, going forward, they got to wait until they can play postseason basketball. Um, And you obviously have to win your conference games first. But again, step in the right direction. You, You take on these good teams, you use it as measuring sticks, and then you go from there. After following to Creighton, they would, um, after following... Sorry, losing to Creighton, they would go on to win six of their next seven games, and like I said, they're sitting at six and three right now, um, fresh off of a win back on what was that Tuesday against North Central Minnesota, where they scored 111 points and beat North Central Minnesota 111 to 63. And you know, I gotta say, I think. For me, watching some of these games, I think the biggest thing uh, so far this year is these the contributions from Andrew Rohde, this freshman from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, right away. Um, I remember reading last year that Tower was high on this guy coming in, but um, I mean, crap, nine games in, and this guy is averaging you know thirty minutes a game he's shooting over four he's shooting 471 from the field uh 25 from three you know obviously you'd like to see that go up a little more but he's already leading the team as a true freshman with 13.3 
uh, points per game. Riley Miller is just right behind him with 13.1. And then Parker Bjorklund's got 10 uh, points per game. So once again, you're seeing... Um, you know, the Riley Miller and the Parker Bjorklund, you're seeing them pick up where they left off last year. And then to be able to be getting some contributions from a young guy like Andrew Rohde right away, who's a 6'6 guard, um, it's just awesome. You know, St. Thomas watching that game against Creighton, St. Thomas does not have a ton of size, which is fine. Um, they're kind of playing more this small, small ball game. But hey, you got to start off somewhere and... um. You know, I certainly like what this team is uh, is doing, and like I said, you know, from here you can only go up. Um, so with that, for this team next in action, they are actually going to be at in Shenaker Arena at s- Saturday at seven p.m. taking on Crown Minnesota, hoping to win um, already their seventh game of the season, uh, and then night of the next podcast, December. 8th they will be in Bozeman Montana to take on Montana State and that game can be seen on ESPN plus so once again good things on the horizon for these um teams and super excited for them as for the women's team um still you know again they've played less games than the men have but um they're you know once again I mean I Already, you know, not even that far into tonight's podcast, already starting to sound like a broken record. But you look at this team last year, their first six games in, and they were one and five. Six games in this season, <clears throat> they're three and three. Um, you know, they played a tough team, Northern Iowa, in Northern Iowa, lost to them right away. But they've beaten teams like Presbyterian <clears throat> uh, just yesterday. Utah Valley, excuse me, and South Carolina State. Um, And, you know, all you can ask of this team is, like I said, to just continue to make those steps. Um, The the one team, the one thing, if my memory serves me right for this team, that they don't have a ton going for them, like that the men's team does, is the men's had a couple – transfer students come in and they had a couple new freshmen it sounds like looking at this team's roster they didn't they don't have like most of their roster are girls coming back you know jade hill is a a sophomore this year she's putting she's still putting up those numbers um sammy okapacha is coming back jordan lamker came back um but you have to remember, a lot of these girls are young. Those three girls that I mentioned last year were freshmen last year who kind of came in, you know, in that D one inauguration. Um, but you know, you know, so far doing, you know, great things. I mean, you look at Jade Hill, Jade Hill, um, Sammy Opacha, and uh, Jordan Lamker all averaging over eight points per game. Jade Hill leading the way with th- thirteen and a half. Um, and again, you got to like where this team's headed. Uh, they're sharing the ball. Excuse me. Um, you know, they're sharing the ball. They're averaging. Uh, what is that? Um, they're averaging uh, 13.5 assists per game, um, which is awesome. I mean, you know, I think you look at the WNBA and stuff 
and um, games like that. And even in the NBA, even in college basketball, the men's basketball, like teams that do well are teams that share the ball and are unselfish. So the fact that this team is uh, sharing the ball is is huge. And once again, this team has taken those steps that they need to. And what more can you ask for? Um, next up for this uh, women's basketball team um, on Saturday at 3 p.m. They will be in Idaho to take on Idaho State. And then the night of the next podcast, they will be at home in Schenker Arena taking on Purdue Fort Wayne. So that is what we have today for you for our um, for our um, <laughs> our winter sports. Um we have some football news despite the Tommy's not playing um in the FCS um champions but it was actually announced that last week on the 22nd Glenn Caruso is on a finalist again for FCS coach of the year um Glenn Caruso's team has won 8 conference championships in division 3 and FCS all in the last 12 Tommy seasons So, like I said, um, for the second consecutive season, uh, Tommy football head coach Glenn Caruso has made the finalist list for the FCS Eddie Robinson Award as National Coach of the Year. Um, I'd like to remind people, um, Tommies who were picked for third place in the Pioneer Football League lost 43-13 to on the road in the 2022 season opener at Southern Utah and then reeled off 10 consecutive victories in um that the Tommies beat the 2021 conference co-champions both Davidson and San Diego in the same month in route to an 8 and 0 conference finish. St. Thomas is now 17 and 4 in its FCS era. Like I mentioned is um ineligible to compete in NCAA postseason play including FCS playoffs over the next few seasons as part of its transition. But Lastly, I want to let everybody know that they're one of two dozen programs to join the FCS since 2004. The Purple are the first team to win a conference champion in season one or two. The other two programs, Kennesaw State in 2017 and North Dakota State in 2006, won conference championships in their third season. So once again, I mean, you you got to love everything this um this team is doing. You got to love everything that uh Glenn Caruso is doing. He's clearly already making a mark in FCS play. This team is going to be ready for FCS playoffs once they are ready and it's it's exciting. It's exciting. They're fun to watch. It's a good team and like we've been talking about with our other teams too, you know. This team's only going to get better. It's only going to get better, and it's only going to get scarier for everybody else out there. So, Roll Toms um, could be prouder of uh, where the state of our athletics are, and, you know, great things are coming. So, with that, um, I do want to get better about this. Um, You guys know local Minnesota businesses um, are near and dear to my heart. Uh, I love Shelton Places Out, um, and I'm the first to admit, uh, you know, obviously it's been two weeks since we've last been on, and within the last couple months, you know, sometimes we do one, sometimes we don't, um, but it is something I want to get better at. Um, 
And this week, I want to give a shout out to um, a local um, dinery that I've had the fortunateness of trying out since we've last been on. And guys, Chili Lime, um, it's a Mexican restaurant. It's in Champlin. It's once again, very close to me. It's off the corner of 169 and East Hayden Lake. Um, you guys got to try this place out. So it's a la carte. So if you check out their website, it's just chililime.net. Um, and once again, you're, you know, last, um, you know, last time we showed them out, they got three different options, the restaurant, food truck, tavern, and tequila. If you go to the restaurant, they got all sorts of, you can download a menu, you can order for pickup. They got all sorts of tacos, um, burritos, bowls, tots, quesadillas, chips. Um, so good. Um, my personal favorite that I tried this week that you guys have to try out for yourself unless there's something, you know, steak tacos or something like that. Um, my next one up is the chili lime steak tacos, but this last week I had their, um, what was it? The bang bang shrimp. Holy shit, guys. If you like shrimp tacos, like non-biased opinion, this their Bang Bang Shrimp Tacos may be the best shrimp tacos I have ever tasted. Like, no cap. I I don't know that I would go anywhere else for them. So you guys have to take my word for it. If you don't, check them out. Um, let me know what you think. Like I said, they have so many different tacos. Um, they have a really cool... I checked it out. Uh, their tavern and tequila bar. Um, when I went to go pick up my order, I have not done it. They got, excuse me, they have things going on on Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and th- Saturdays. They got happy hour on Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. They got burgers on the cheap on Wednesdays. They got fifty cents wings all day Monday, and bloody Sundays as well. So, like I said, um. Super fortunate uh, and super glad I tried these guys out uh, this last week. So good. You guys got to try them out. Um, And let me know what you think. If you've already tried them out, let me know what else I should be trying. Because like I said, as of right now, these Bang Bang Shrimp Tacos and that um, uh, the Chili Lime uh, Steak is next up on my list. So let me know what you think. Like I said... um, the last time we had them on too, they have a really cool food truck that you can rent out um, and contact them for. For those that want to check them out, they're open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or sorry, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 11 to 1 a.m. And then uh, Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. So go check them out. You guys got to give give them some love. And I believe you can also find them on Facebook and Instagram and remember they have a food truck that you can rent out. So just letting you guys know that. Uh so yes, chili lime uh tavern um chili lime dot com or chili lime dot net. Go check them out. You guys won't be disappointed, I promise. Um so moving on to our beloved uh professional teams for the twins you know no real news um on baseball anything like that obviously this time of the year um we are getting closer and closer um to spring training 
Uh, I was looking it up earlier tonight, um, but it doesn't look like, excuse me, it doesn't look like spring training uh, starts until, you know, the end of February. Um, so we still have, you know, a little bit of time before that gets going. Um, so, yeah, so with that, we'll just kind of jump right into the Minnesota Wild. So for the Wild, you know, I know last time we were on, I was getting, you know, last time we were on, I'm trying to remember here, um, last time we were on was uh, the 17th, and at that time, you know, they were seven, eight, and one, seven, seven, and you know, seven, eight, and two, seven, seven, and two, and you know, failing to you know win a couple more game, couple games in a row. Um, currently, you know, this team is you know playing Edmonton right now. You know, if they can find a way to keep this up, uh, Edmonton. I've been paying attention to the game. This is their second game of a back to back. So if they're able to hold on to this. They can. This would be their fourth win of their last five games, and um, you know, we just have to we have to remember something that my brother said when we did the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three season preview. You know, the Western Conference Finals is just it's going to be a dogfight. You know, you look at teams like Edmonton, you look at teams like Dallas. I mean, even in our own division. <clears throat> Colorado's good. We're supposed to be good. Um, you know, Nashville's supposed to be good. Seattle's supposed to be good. Like, there's a lot of good teams in the NHL this year. Um, and, you know, year, you know, just year by year. So you have to take each game with a grain of salt and you have to, you know, just take what you can get. Now, currently, the Wild are 10, 9, and 2. You know, they're 3 and 4 against, um, you know, the last couple games. And one thing's excuse me, one thing I want to let people know too, like like I said, there's so many good teams in the NHL this year. So, you know, you look back and you go back to that game against Toronto on the twenty fifth, on, you know, what was that, the day after Thanksgiving? Toronto's a great team. Okay. They got William Nylander. They got arguably one of the best, if not the best players in the game right now in freaking Austin Matthews. So you have to look at some of these games that they're losing to. And, you know, yeah, you know, does it suck to lose to, you know, the Los Angeles Kings one? Nothing. Of course it does. Does it suck to get um, a shutout to the Seattle Kraken earlier in the month for nothing? Of course it does. But you look at these last couple losses that they've had, you know, 4-3 to Toronto, 4-6 to to Pittsburgh, Say what you want about Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malik, and this Pittsburgh Penguins team. This Pittsburgh Penguins team has quietly been one of the best teams in the league this year, last year, and the year before that. You know, they unfortunately, they weren't able to do much in the playoffs. But, you know, like, so again, and even Nashville. Nashville is supposed to be a good this, team this year, 1-2. So it's not like they're losing to Arizona, Six four. It's not like they're losing to Chicago, you know, four nothing. You know, there there's obviously a disparity. Um, the league is very top heavy. There's a lot of really good teams. There's a couple of really crappy teams, and then kind of in the middle, there's a uh, a couple of teams that you know can either be really good, really bad. It kind of depends on who you get. You know, kind of depends on if they're healthy. Um, and that's. That's another thing I wanted to touch on too. Like these injuries and the guys that we've had, you know, you look at now, 
tonight is one of the first times we've had our grief line together in Jordan Greenway, um, Joel Erickson Eck, and Marcus Foligno. But Jonas Brodeen is out day-to-day. Uh, Brandon Duhame is out. Ryan Hartman is out. So, I mean, you look at who's playing tonight, and guys like Patan, who's looked good so far, he may not be a guy that dresses up for us a lot. And a guy like Ryan Hartman scored freaking 30-plus goals for us last year. Um, so, you know, again, are the Wild sitting on a place where we thought they would be, you know, one or two in the division right now? No, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Um, I think I'd have to go back and double check, but I either had Minnesota winning the central or coming in second. I'm not going to sugarcoat things to you guys. I didn't think this team was going to be one or two the entire year. Like every team goes through a couple wins in a row. Every team goes, you know, a couple losses in a row. The key in the NHL, the key in the NBA, the key in professional sports is not to let it snowball and to lose, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine games in a row. That is when you get yourself into, you know, issues. Now, again, it's not a silver lining. It's not a, you know, anything like that. But, you know, you look at what this team has done and this team hasn't, you know, on one side, they haven't lost more than three games in a row. And at the same time, they haven't won more than two games in a row. So, you know, you take, you know, again, you take the good with the bad. And honestly, it's, it's one of those situations where, um, you, like I said, you take what you can get. We're sitting 10, nine and two right now. Hopefully at the end of the end of the night, we're 11, nine and two. And, um, you know, can, you know, can only go, only go up from here. So, yeah. So before we dive too much into the wild, wanted to take a couple minutes to um hit you guys with some FIFA World Cup knowledge. So, um the US is going to be one of I think they may be the very first game to kick off the round of 16 um getting out of crap what was that i think they were group was it b maybe c um but they essentially they uh drew with wales drew with england and then beat iran um and i think that was good enough for first maybe second i am not sure i don't know a ton about it but i do know um we are um, awaiting a handful of other games before uh, it gets um, set in stone. But uh, yes, Saturday, um, December 3rd, I believe it's a 9 a.m. 9 a.m. game. Uh, the round of 16 kicks off, so their road to the World Cup will have to start through Netherlands, and then the quarterfinals, they're going to have to play the winner of Argentina or Australia should they win that game. And should they make it to the semifinals, they would be taking on um, Japan, Croatia, South Korea, or the the first seed in bracket G. Um, which hasn't been, um, which hasn't been decided yet. So, um, yeah, um, exciting stuff. I have to say, I think, I think a lot of people anticipated, unless the U S, um, completely just shit the bed, um, 
every every bracket um, or group was going to send two teams. And I think everybody um, figured England was going to be one of the first two teams and U.S. probably would be one of the two ones. It'll, so, um, you know, for, first things first. And honestly, it'll be... Um, It'll be interesting to see how far they can go. So, uh, good work, USA. Uh, bring on the whole thing. <laughs> um, so, yes, like I said, their next game, I know, I, 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 I'm not sure off the top of my head if it's going to be at the actual first game of the round of 16, but it will be at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, Saturday on December 3rd. So, we got that. Now, um, moving on to our Timberwolves, um, we got a little, um, I was going to say less than stellar, but not great news um, a day <clears throat> or two ago, uh, three days ago, actually, with Carl um, Anthony Towns to miss four to six weeks. Um, and, you know, I feel bad saying this because... You know, professional sports, you know, the cliche, you know, regardless of how you feel about a team, regardless of if they're your favorite team or not your favorite team, you never want to see um, a player get injured or miss an extended amount of time. This may be good for the Timberwolves. I know everybody's high on, oh my gosh, you know, we got our Twin Towers, we got Carl Anthony Towns, we got Rudy Gobert. I want to make something very clear. After making that trade, as far as I'm concerned, there are two players on this team that are untouchable. It is Anthony Edwards and it is Rudy Gobert. Now, for the better part of the last two years, both D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns have both been at the focal point of trade talks. And, you know, I think if the Timberwolves are smart, they could use this to propel them. I think, you know, missing Cat for four to six weeks is going to suck. You know, big guy, you know, accounts for a, a lot of your minutes, accounts for a good amount of your points, rebounds, even assists, stuff like that. It's going to suck, you know, period. Um, but I think if management, I mean, you know, you look at this upcoming schedule for the Timberwolves, um, and they got, um, you know, they got a couple days off here, and then they go uh, Oklahoma Saturday the 3rd. They host them. They host Indiana on Wednesday the 7th. And then they go to Utah at Portland, at Portland again, at L.A., at Oklahoma City. Uh, and then you're already halfway through December. So I think if management can see that we're playing and we're winning without Carl Anthony Towns, that may be a good thing because that may force our management to say, hey, you know what, let's play Cat. Let's get his draft. Like, let's get his, a trade stock up and trade him. Like, you know, we talked about this last year, um, and truthfully, I, I truthfully don't know what the answer is. Um, you know, so far this Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns act has been, you know, okay. You know, we're we're you know eleven and eleven. We've won some games. We, you know, against really good teams, and we've also lost some games of against teams we probably had no reason losing to. Um, so, you know, it's been, it hasn't been great. It hasn't been terrible, though. Um, I think, honestly, by the end of the year, um, while their trade stock is high, they got to move on from either D'Angelo Russell or Carl Anthony Towns. Truthfully, 
I think between those two, Carl Anthony Towns is um, a little more consistent and you're going to get a little more bang for your buck. Um, so it may be him, but, you know, unless the Timberwolves play really good without Cat, get him back and then start even playing on another level better with him back, um, you know, you got to look what's at the best interest of the team. Um and move forward. I mean, again, we talked about this before the season started. This Western Conference, guys, is no joke. Yeah, you know, they're doing their thing and they're and they got the ninth spot right now. Uh, but look at the Phoenix Suns, fifteen and seven. And then you got Denver who is fourteen and eight, New Orleans who's fourteen and eight, Memphis is thirteen and nine, LA is thirteen and ten, and Utah's fourteen and one. Um you know, Again, it's a dogfight. You know, you got teams like Golden State, who's 11-11, Sacramento, who's 11-9. Like, it's going to be a dogfight until the end of the year. Um, and I think you got to show a guy like Anthony Edwards, hey, we're willing to build around you. We want to keep you around. And you got to make these next steps. And you got to show you're going to at least be competitive and at least be competing for a top, you know, four or five spot in the Western Conference you know, to keep a guy like Anthony Edwards around, you know, if I'm being completely honest. So um, hopefully um, the Wolves can uh, figure out uh, what to do from there. Like I said, it's going to be, you know, it could be a very long, it could be, um, it could be a very enjoyable four to six weeks, but, you know, no one knows. So um, yes, like I said, next up for the Wolves, they will be hosting Oklahoma City at 7 p.m. on Saturday the 3rd. Um, and then hosting Indiana Wednesday the 7th uh, for the two games before the night of the next podcast. Um, so before we wrap up on this beautiful, beautiful um, Thursday night, um, the NFL. Um, it's, uh, it's I got to say, it's pretty crazy here. Um, you know, getting down to crunch time. I mean, shit, it's already freaking December. Um, it is pretty crazy though, with how really good some teams have been playing and with how really bad other teams have been playing. It honestly amazes me that there hasn't been any teams. Um, there haven't been any teams that, um, have clinched a spot or any teams that have been eliminated, but, that changes this week. So, excuse me, here are some clinching scenarios finally starting in week 13. So, the Minnesota Vikings can clinch the NFC North division and by virtue a playoff spot as well with uh, as long as we win and Detroit either loses or ties the Jaguars or if we tie and Detroit loses, we can clinch a playoff spot and we'll be one of, what's that, one, two, we'd be one of two teams that could. The only other team that can clinch a playoff spot is um, Philly. And there's three different ways. Philly can uh, pretty much, they control their own destiny, but they need Washington, Seattle, and San Francisco to all either in some kind of a way either lose or tie. Um, but on the flip side of things, um, there are only, um, what is it? There's only one team 
and I'm sure you guys have guessed it, only one team, or sorry, two teams that can be uh, eliminated from playoff contention this upcoming week. The Bears in the NFC, and they can be um, eliminated with them losing and Seattle winning, or Chicago can lose, but either the Giants or Washington need to tie. They're the only team that can be eliminated from playoffs in Week 13, and the only team in the AFC, excuse me, is Houston being eliminated. Um, Houston pretty much, as long, if, if Houston loses this week, they're out. Um, there's one, two, three um, scenarios where um, if they tie, they'd also be out. Um, and there's also two ways that they can actually be out if they actually win too. So, um, interesting facts for you guys. Um, but yeah, before we go, um, you know, another good got them out, um, win for our beloved Minnesota Vikings this last week. Um, another crazy game, um, that Hunter Henry, um, the Hunter Henry TD, you know, it sucked for, you know, if you were a New England fan. And it sucked if you were a football fan. But the one thing you got to remember is the NFL is doing a great job of being, eh, I shouldn't say a great job because Buffalo, in the Buffalo game. But they're they're doing a really good job and they're trying to make a conceited effort of being religious with if the ball touches the ground, it is an incomplete pass, like, or yes, an incomplete pass. You it, like you can't touch the ground. Um, you just can't. You can't. Um, you can't do it. So um, that that helped us uh, get the dub. Um, Kirk, you know, minus his one interception, played an amazing game through for just about three hundred yards, three TDs to um, JJ um, Hawkinson for his first, and um, feeling as well as a Nuangu uh, kickoff return. Um, but, you know, still just one of those games where much of that first quarter and even in the third quarter, it's like, how 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 can we not be playing a game where we just put teams, you know, out and just like coast? But that's just not a brand of football right now. Hopefully, slowly we're getting there. Um, But yes, like we keep saying onward, onward and upward. Um, Now on to this Jets game. Um. This Jets game is uh, will be very interesting. It'll be a homecoming for uh, tight end Tyler Conklin. Um, and truthfully, um, I had us winning this in my preseason predictions. I'm going to ride with a win here. Um, I, I, I think this is going to be a big win for us. I think and I hope I, I, I hope so badly that I am very right on this. But... Um, this, um, I think this is going to be one of the first very complete games we see from our defense and from our offense. You know, we're getting some guys back. It's sounding like, um, excuse me. It's sounding like both, uh, to some extent, um, Tomlinson will be back. Um, Akiba Levins, a cornerback is going to be back. So we're going to be beefed up on the defensive side of thing. But once again, going back to what I just said, yes, this is going to be one of our first complete games this season under KOC. The Vikings are going to have a strong 35-13 to 13 win. 
and they're going to do that with Tyler Hawkinson getting at least 100 receiving yards and Harry the Hitman getting his pick number five of the season. So you heard it here first. Blake's went 35-13. Harry the Hitman's going to get pick number five on the year, and Hawkinson's going to get um, at least 100 receiving yards. Um, to go with that this weekend, um, the um, the Titans are currently... Excuse me. The Titans are currently five and a half point underdogs over the Eagles. Um, and honestly, this Titan presents a tricky matchup for the Eagles on both sides of the ball because of their relentless power rushing attack with Derrick Henry um, and that stout running defense. Truthfully, the Eagles have a dogfight coming down their stretch. Um, they'll work with Jalen Hurts in the downfield passing game well with motivated revenge from former Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown leaving. Um, but truthfully, look for this Titan team to hammer Henry to play spoiler, and Mike Vrabel's team is going to sneak away with another physical battle of attrition over the Eagles. I got the Titans barely covering the spread, 26-20 to 20 over the Eagles. Um, and then for my lock of the week, um, for my lock of the week, I got um, the Steelers um, over the Falcons. Um, the Steelers are getting their running game going again here, um, if you look at this last week, and to help a more confident Kenny Pickett, who will see favorable matchups all over the field in the passing game too. I think the Falcons give the Steelers defense a break with their limited receiving weapons once their own rushing attack is contained in a home game that will feel like Pittsburgh. And I got the Steelers winning this one 30-21. So that is what I got for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, this podcast is about you guys, the listeners. If you have a topic you want me to address or a question you want me to answer, please reach out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or by emailing us. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram handles are at miniweekend, and email is miniweekend at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-N-Y-W-E-E-K-E-N-D at gmail.com. And be sure to let us know if you'd like to stay anonymous with your questions as well. Also, find us and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter where there are giveaways and you can stay up to date on all things Mini Weekend. And lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get notified of the new episode as soon as it comes out. Until next time, Mini.